Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash cultural stew. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast, coming to you from the Goat Factory Media Entertainment Studios. Warning, we use adult language, and there may be spoilers ahead. Hello and welcome. My name is Ron Herkins Jr., and I am here with my co-host... Valerie Vidmar. For the week of September 23rd, 2019. Today is the official day of fall. First day. Which means winter's only getting closer. See, to me, I always thought everything was on the 21st. December 21st. September yeah, 21st. I, I'm not sure why the 23rd thing this year, because the 21st was always in my head as well. I don't know. And we had people talking about it over the weekend that they're all on the 21st. They're all saying, oh, it's first day of fall, first day of fall. And I'm, then my daughter's like, no, it's not. It's on the 23rd. I'm like, no, you're, I, I know. What? <laughs> well, I don't know why they change things. Just leave it on the 21st. So all of us who grew I'm up at the back. Then. Sure, there was a reason. And I'm sure if we Google it, we could probably figure it out. But, but we're not going to right we're now. We're not talking about the weather. Nope. Because actually on the on fall, it's what, 80 degrees out? and It's hot all weekend. 90 degrees God. over the weekend. And it's pouring rain. But as I said, uh, we've got we've got dying trees, and it's just reminding me that winter's right around the corner and major leaf pickup that I don't well, look forward to. Well, before the leaves. Here the the leaves Ro- could all die and stay still and not fall to the ground, and we could skip over winter, I'd be perfectly happy. I know. <laughs> but and I will say that... Living in upstate New York is gorgeous for two weeks. I'm just kidding. No, it's gorgeous. Um, and I'm seeing some of the leaves starting to change. And that's, I love fall. And my daughter's name is Autumn. So that's, and that's why. And she probably wouldn't be named Autumn if we didn't live here in Rochester. It's gorgeous. Anyway, moving on. Well, moving on. We, yeah. So we've had a couple weeks uh, here. Um, trying to get caught back up. Uh, we're going to go through, talk about a little bit of the news in the media world, pop in on some new trailers, go through our Q review and what's on our recommendation list. I think I got Ed Astra as one of mine. and I have two. You have two. And I, well, one and a half. Downton and uh, the gold something about a bird. <laughs> it's actually a painting. A painting. All right. And then uh, we'll reach into the grab bag, talk about what's new, what's interesting, and go from there. All right, so uh, what do we got new in the media world? I guess the big thing was the Emmys were last night. That's correct. And did you watch them? <laughs> I did not. And What um, did I do last night? I went and saw Ed Astra last night instead of seeing the Emmys. I know. And I was like, dude, so, if you would have just said something, I, I could have escaped all of that. Well, I was, I was at the uh, theater during the day, and it was kind of more of a, like, when I was uh, leaving, it was more of like, oh, just go get a ticket and took off so I, um yeah and i saw it too late so i was gonna go to a crazy person I was gonna go to the ten twenty five and to see it on a big i can still do that 
I guess. Yeah, it's big, playing big, on the IMAX. IMAX. Uh, it's not 3D. It's 2D. So I almost did that. But instead, yeah. I went to my movie. Um, so, so Emmys. Big winners. Let's see here. For the outstanding drama series. Everybody knows that watched them, but I didn't watch them because I don't have cable. But I guess I could have. Well, Game I, of Thrones. I mean, yeah. Which I didn't watch. And Game of Thrones, I think that was more of a, hey, you've had a great run as a series, not so much as the, you were the best show of the season, because um, universally, Panned is not the greatest season of the show. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's kind of interesting. Um, the comedy series was Fleabag, which I... It has flown under the radar for me. It's going to be have to be something I'm going to have to check out. I, I saw Marvelous Miss Meisel and I liked know. that show and... I thought I was gonna. I thought it was gonna like Schitt's Creek, and then um, I like all the people in it. I just haven't started it, um, and I have never seen Barry. I'm sorry. In Russian Doll, no, I haven't. Russian Doll is hilarious to I'm me. Terrible. I thought that was really good. So this this is why the Emmys are lost on me. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. I would say that the lead actor in drama series, but I don't know who that is, and I don't know what that show that is. And Billy Porter, he. Uh, was the lead in Kinky Boots when it was on Broadway. Okay. And so he was got his for Pose. What is Pose? I don't know what that is. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of little ones on here. Our, my, main, my main issue is I watch more Netflix and Amazon streaming, and I do watch a little bit of TV stuff. But, um, yeah, let's, we can, um, let's see here. Can we move on? Killing Eve was a big winner um, for just, the evening. I hate to, I'm not saying that... It's not important. I am just kind of moving along back into things that Good to see Tony, I would see. Tony Shalhoub getting a nod over and the win over for Miverless's Miss and Meisel and Alex Bornstein. Yeah, have you watched did. any of that? Uh-huh. Yeah. I have. Um, <laughs> no, it's. Not, I think I will like it. I just, you know how you have, you have to be in a certain mind place. Um, outstanding directing for a limited series, Chernobyl. Yeah, I was happy for that one, and that was a good show. I really, really, really liked that one. And then, oh, I tried to watch this and I couldn't. But outstanding supporting actor Ben Winshaw in a very English scandal. I, I don't know. Um, and Chernobyl won for outstanding writing. Fantastic, and. Then, oh, this is good. I did see when they see us um, with Gerald Jones or Gerald Jones, Gerald Jones, um, who got outstanding lead actor. Yeah, I see Black Mirror one or Bandersnatch one for television movie. That's sad that it got it over Deadwood. Man, outstanding lead series, Chernobyl. I thought Bandersnatch was creative, but I didn't think it was really good. I, re- I need to. I need, I haven't. I will admit, I have not seen Chernobyl. You've got to be kidding! I'm sorry. <laughs> Just seeing these now. Outstanding variety sketch series Saturday Night Live one. Wow. I have not watched it for years. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I haven't watched it. And, and then, um, and then they have one for outstanding directing directing of a variety series. That's cool. Um, hey, Ozark just, got a nod there. Outstanding directing for a drama series. Ozark reparations. 
That's good. I oh really like my guy won supporting actor in a drama series. Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Yeah. I love him. Again, I think that was more of a hey, no, no, no. The, was, no, this was a makeup of like, hey, if he didn't win the past, but I love him. He's awesome. But yeah, and then did you say the actress too, Julia Garner? No. From Ozark? No. Okay. I think we have covered it. Yeah. Not nothing exciting and I'm sorry. Law to me. And the Emmys are down the list for me a little bit, but there I, are some good stuff. I know that people they like their television and I I I will again. Um we had some deaths. We had some deaths. Some. Yeah, we had some. I'm sorry. I just, I, we did. And, and now in memoriam with uh, Valerie Vidmar. Okay. I'm, I know. Um, so the longtime partner of Margaret Atwood, who actually had a live Fathom event over the weekend, this weekend, the last weekend, her longtime partner uh, passed away at 85. I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to say Graham Gibson. Um, but it's spelled G-R-A-E-M-E. Uh, he was also a writer, a modernist writer, and he was known for five legs and perpetual motion. Um, and Cokie Roberts died at 75. I always, I never think of her. I, I did not think of her at 75 because... It's about my parents' age, and I never think of my parents. I always think of them in their 40s, so I was shocked. Anyway, she's office, uh, she was a longtime Washington journalist and best-selling author, and she worked for NPR and ABC, and I kind of always did wonder about her name, <laughs> but um, she was born as Corinne, and her little brother couldn't say Corinne, so he used to call her Cookie. And that's how she got her nickname, Cookie. Hmm. Um, I just thought I would try I thought it would have had something to more do with the cookies, but... Nope. Uh, I was kind of shocked by this one. Were you? Brian Turk? I'm uh, not sure I recognize. Brian Turk, 49. Um, he died at 49. He was uh, Gabriel in Carnival died of cancer on the 13th and then um my brother would know probably mike stefanik stefanik sorry um nascar champion at 61 he died in a a bling in a plane crash near rhode island so he was actually 2003's top 10 all-time right all-time driver Rick Ocasek, again, 75, just did not think of him at 75. The Cars, of course, you know the Cars, lead singer. Um, and uh, Winita Abernathy was a, uh, she was a, an American civil rights activist. And then I got this text message from Kendra saying that Eddie Money had died. Yeah. Eddie's from Rochester, so he's a local guy. Just died. He sang. Eddie Money. Eddie Money was a was a, was a two tickets to paradise. Yeah. Okay. 
There you go. So that's the end of my... In memoriam. <laughs> well, of, of those that, um, that were in um, I would say it's news. a lively week, but that's the wrong terminology to use for that. Yeah, yeah national news, I would say. Yeah. Uh, rolling into the trailers, we had a couple new ones pop out. I know the one I saw today that just came out today was Frozen 2. A little bit more of a um, full-fledged trailer. And we find out her parents are, well, we see her parents and the dad is voiced uh, by, all I can think of is, um, I, I, I think he even has his name here. Alfred Molina. Yeah. You know who I think of? Well, Alfred Molina was uh, Octa, Octa somebody. Oh my goodness! You're going for the superhero reference. I am. Oh my goodness! He was. Uh, I would. I was going to go for the. Um, I was going to. Yeah, he was the husband of. Yeah, the painter. The yes. painter. Um, <laughs> That's what I was going to go for. Was it Frida? Yeah, Frida. Anyway, um, yes, he was Doc Ock in Spider Man. Wasn't he also? Do I want to say he was also in? No. He's been in lots of stuff. I know, but I don't know why I want to say he's in. I'm not going to say that so I don't sound ridiculous. He's been in tons of things, but um, yeah, so he's the voice. And then I felt like I heard another voice that I recognized and I felt like it was the guy from This Is Us. Is it possible? Um, he was also nominated. Who, Milo? No. The other guy that's nominated... Anyway, I feel like um, it's the guy from This Is Us. But I could be totally wrong, and I didn't look it up to see if I was right. So I just am going with that. Um, but I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. Because... I, I probably won't go to see it in the theaters. I know the girls will probably want to go see it, or at least one of them. I'll, I'd see it. But... Uh, I'm going to see the rhythm section. The rhythm section, I just saw the trailer for that yesterday with... I was really impressed. Okay, so, okay, I like Blake Lively. Uh, she's she's very... If you have you ever watched those, how are like 72 questions or whatever by... That's 72 questions by Vogue or one of those magazines. I just totally messed that up, I'm sure which I'll have to correct later. Anyway, um, she's very adorable. And uh, she is in this movie totally not looking like Blake Lively, who became famous on Gossip Girl, as Serena Vanderwoodson. Yes, I know her name because I watched that show. It's a guilty pleasure. Um you should see this trailer. We'll put it out, but it's in Janu- it's in theaters January thirty first. It also has uh, Jude Law in it and Sterling K. Brown, but she looks awesome in it. Um, it's directed by uh, sorry, directed by Reed Moreno. Morano. One of the uh, ones that I'm more excited about is we got even more of a trailer. Um, was Knives Out. Um, 
I'm really, 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 really looking forward to that. I was really, I saw that and I got confused and I started watching it and that's not going to be on. It's coming out theaters. Okay. It, uh, Rian Johnson, the, the one behind Star Wars, uh, directed it. <clears throat> okay. We don't have it on here, Mr. Man, so you probably should put. Well, we've we talked about it before. It just they came out with a longer, more this is what the story is trailer. Can you tell me what the story is a little bit? Because I don't the, remember. The father of the household dies and all the kids are assholes and they all get together after he dies and the detective uh, thinks one of them did it and so it's him oh, unraveling the case. that movie. Yes, with Chris Evans, Captain America and... Okay, um, got it. I'll put the longer trailer on there. Miami Heat. Guy Don, 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 Don Johnson, isn't it? Oh. Um, okay. I think I'm the one that even brought that one up. You know, that's okay. So there's that one. Uh, what else we got? In the Tall Grass, which is based on a novella by Stephen King. Is It's coming out October 4th. And... I believe coming to where Netflix. Are you right? Netflix. Okay. I believe it's Netflix. Um, and I just watched the first part of the trailer. Yeah, it's it, it's very strange. <laughs> um, but what, what can we expect? It's very it's strange. Stephen King. Um, it's kind of like I don't even want to say this is terrible. It's sort of to me. It reminded me of. The horror movie we all grew up with, Corn. Children of the Corn. Thank you. Because kids like are showing up. Where did you get here? How did you get here? You know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. But I don't know. It's very. I confusing. admittedly did not watch the trailer. I know <laughs> it's been in my face for like the last two weeks. Really? Every time I turn somewhere, it's it's just a picture of the the grass and it's the tall grass. <laughs> I'm just like I don't want to watch it. Are you talking about my yard? <laughs> no, not yet. I, no. <laughs> My yard is not tall grass. Uh, okay, but um, I think that's all I have for trailers. The other one that I saw pop up, um, uh, Michael B. Jordan's involved in this one. It's called Raising Dion. It's coming up on Netflix, and it's about a kid who develops superpowers and, and goes from there. So, but Michael oh, B. Jordan's did, involved in it. So I did see I'll that. I'll probably check it out. I did see something about that on there. All right, so that wraps up our new trailers. I'm pretty sure we missed something. It has been a couple weeks. Um, these are the stuff that has popped out to us. Um, there's been a bunch of more of the Apple TV Plus uh, series trailers are starting to to come out as that's gearing up to go, and the same with Disney Plus stuff. Apple needs to pay you because I have a friend that... Uh, was totally on my side. Was like, no, not gonna get Disney because I. Uh-huh. But then when she heard you talk about that, she's like, you know what? He kind of sold me on it. Now. Sure, blame me for everything. Well, if you are on the fence, they just uh, <laughs> if you want to get it really, really cheap, they just put the the year subscription out for sixty nine dollars that you can sign up now. Uh, you can do a pre order or six ninety nine a month. There you go, Leslie. Um, but I'm holding off because we have the Hulu and we want to do it as the Hulu package, so it'll be like a bundle. But they're not releasing the bundles until it's out. 
So we're kind of good information because I have Hulu. Yeah, because you can do like a Hulu, and I know you're not a sports person, but Hulu and ESPN and Disney, it'll be a, a bundle package that you can do for like it's twelve ninety nine though. Okay, yeah. um, I was. But if you're looking for a good deal on Disney Plus right now, they are open for pre-orders and six ninety nine or sixty nine dollars for the year. Was there a game on last night that was really huge? I don't watch football, so probably yes. Okay, because Jason kept asking me, do you have Hulu Live? I said no. He was just like looking for, I don't know what he was trying to watch because he didn't ever watch yeah, television. Yeah, Hulu Live is, we That's we 50 just, bucks or something. Yeah, it's like 40-ish, I think. Right. It's 42, and then you're getting Hulu on top of that, so it's, it runs out to about 50 total. Yeah. But we're trying that out right now to see if we like that as a replacement for, we just came off a dish. Uh, and the dish is still in your house. What's that? And the dish is st- still on your house, correct? Well, it's on the fence on a pull I know, down. because they won't take it down. Well, I could have taken it down, but I, I just left all the hardware there. So if we ever decide to do it in the, again in the future, we just, it's really a simple. We have a big dish on the top side of our, like, it's like on the, it's a very tall part of our house. So it's just been there for years. And they don't take it. They don't take them down. They won't take them down. But yeah. to be clear, up there, because of all the trees. But that's beside the point. All right. So, well, let's move into our Q review. Hey, you can let's go first. Just well, you've got two. Why don't you go for one, and then I'll go, and then come back to you. Oh man! To, to uh, pick okay. which one you really want to talk about. Well, I, I'm just going to talk about this one real quick because I really wanted i was so excited people i i read it looked good the trailer made it look fantastic and yeah so i listened to i always say read but i listened to the goldfinch on audible and i'm telling you it's a long one um and you either love it or hate it as far it seems to be but I loved it. And the movie is long, too. It's two hours and 29 minutes. I had plenty of time to watch it and go get my children. But I I watched two hours of it. I had 30 minutes left. And there was something, I don't know, something something hit me. And I, it was kind of, this was, this is really depressing. This is really going downhill. I I don't want to be in this place right now. Do you know what I mean? In those movies where you're just like, this is going to take me a little bit to recover. And I knew I had to get my children and, you know, be a mom. And I was like, I can't be in this place. So I got up and left and listened to happy music all the way home. Um, but it was slow. I'm going to say that. I the um the child i guess he's he's not a child he's like an adolescent i don't know um from stranger things uh the one that al falls in love with uh, wolf wolf anyway I think that's the name wolf something he's in it he did he, he did a fantastic job um, here's my thing. I'm going to go there. Okay. Unless they did it in the last 30 minutes, 
the thing that I really held on to was that they had such a wonderful description of the mother in the book and you just fall in love with her and their relationship and her, like she describes this painting and it's so, I listened like four times, just the description that she had for this painting and I just loved her and we don't get any of that. We don't get anything about his mom. We jump to the person he ends up living with, which is Nicole Kidman. And so, yeah, I was really disappointed. So unless they did that at the end, I'm very disappointed in that. So I left. And then today, <laughs> I went to go see Downton Abbey. If you have not seen it, don't listen. Okay, because there's spoilers coming. And you know what we think about spoilers. I'm just going to do them now. I'm just now. I don't care. I'm just going to go. Um, first By of all. By the time this comes out, it'll have been out for a week. Oh, okay. So, I mean. Okay, true. So, this is, Downton Abbey was on, well, I don't, I don't know, well, PBS, I guess, but. Yeah, it was a BBC show that was aired on PBS. Yeah. Locally for us. For here. us here. Um, and. Julian Fellows wrote the screenplay um, and it was directed by Michael Engler. I hope I'm saying. Was he involved in the original series? I don't know. Because I never, I just jumped, I jumped ahead to the ringing of the bell at the end because I could jump. But I can look for you if you'd like. What do you mean you jumped to the end? Okay, because I had at the time, um, yes, it looks like he was Downton Abbey for 2010. Yeah, looks like he did some Downton Abbey. Yeah, he did. Okay, but what do you mean you jumped to the end? Um, he only did four episodes. Um, I jumped to the end because at the time I had a my my little box with like the the box that had all of my shows on it it's called a DVR thank you um <laughs> it's always taboo the game taboo in here so it it's jumps like a mix of charades it, it, and something else. i'm sorry it's it's it jumps to like you can jump past all that stuff and it starts like at the beginning of the show. So I just, I said it's coming on and jumps. It's like, you know, when you're watching Netflix, mm -hmm. you don't have to watch the beginning. You okay. go, that's what happens. So I. So you're skipping the intro to get to the beginning of the show. So yeah. what you were saying is you're skipping over the credits. So you didn't know if he was the director. That's correct. Okay. Thank you. That would have been more say, succinct. Would, it sounded like you were skipping the whole show. Really? To go see the movie. It wasn't me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I wasn't watched, getting something. I there. actually watched this from the first. I've never, I mean, there's very, really, from the first show. Well, according to the box office, you weren't alone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this won the box office weekend. Well, yeah, I did. I, but I didn't, I was part of the week because I didn't go till today. Yeah, you'll be this week. Um, and today I'm surprised I still have eye makeup on. Um, I'm going to say that the, these are my initial, this is cool because like I just came out of the movie. 
I felt like the script was fantastic. I love the script. I loved the the filming of it. The cinematography was gorgeous. The music, of course, is always the same, uh, which is beautiful. And the lines they give Maggie Smith, which some people um, had issues with. Anyway, um, they said that... And you're reading reviews again, aren't you? After. Okay. I read them after. <laughs> I did. Um, I read it afterwards and they said they gave her too many. I'm like, give me a break. It's not possible. And I laughed out loud. Um, they had some surprises and I was happy about the surprises. I was like, come on, please don't be doing this. Um, they had, um, a surprise where, the whole thing is that um, the family, um, the 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 Crowleys, I guess, they aren't getting this money that was supposed to be left to him, um, and she, um, her cousin has the money. That's actually Maggie Smith. So. Violet Crowley's cousin has the money and she is not leaving it to uh, Violet's son, who is the, you know, Mr. Crowley. Like he is the, the dad of the show, who we love. And now we know why. Um, for a while there, I, you know, there, there was a young girl with her and she said that she was her. She'd been her um, maid for a long time, and she was waving at her. And in a way, I I went. Was it her daughter? Shut up! Yes, okay. but I kind of was thinking maybe that she they fell in love or something. I didn't know, and then it ended up being her daughter. Um, and that was revealed in the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at you, and I. It's because it was this ridiculous thing where she. It was not by her husband. Her husband died and she met another man who she truly loved. And for 10 years they were together and they had this child and who she ended up having somebody else raise. And then she had her come in on as her, as her personal maid or whatever. Um, but everybody was noticing that, gosh, she was really close and you call her by her, you know, first name and, you know, da, 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 da. So, you just don't do that. Okay. So Maggie Smith's character was not happy. Then we find out. Yeah. It's a daughter. So we also we were a little concerned about um, the, I don't want to put up quotation marks. I hate that. Um, sorry. Uh, Tom Branson's character, Alan, Le- Alan Leach. His character, who was Irish, and he met, married into the family. He used to be the driver, blah, blah, blah. Then his wife died. Sorry if you haven't seen the show, but that's what happens. And then he comes back, and he's there, but he's Irish. But he is very, um, he is loyal to Robert Crowley, who is the Earl of Grantham. So he says that's who he's, and then the shady guy comes in, and you're wondering, what the heck is he doing? And he ends up trying to kill the king. Never trust an Irish driver. Well, he's he's awesome. 
um, King George the fifth shows up here. And that is what the whole thing is about is the fact that the king and queen show up at the Abbey. Yeah. They come, they come to visit them and stay one night and then they have a ball, uh, the next night somewhere else. Um, and this is what's hilarious is when they come, I love this. When they come, they bring all their people. So they bring all their, well, they wasn't a butler. You're fine. All the king's men and all the king's horses. Yeah, all the king's women. Anyway. So they bring all their people and start taking over the kitchen and taking over the, you know, everything. Everything in the house and the reactions of the people, of the women and in the kitchen, hilarious. And the the reactions of these people, of the, these characters that we know and love uh, against all of this royalty. They treat them like royalty, like you're supposed to treat them like royalty. They come in the front door, which they, they can't. And all this stuff, just really funny. And they get back at them. Um which is fantastic. And I was a little worried for them. And then they, I just love that I didn't have to, like, I didn't have to worry. Like nothing really horrible happened. We have, um, uh, there is a, um, the entire time we have this guy that we can't stand who, um, is Mr. Barrow, Barrow, sorry. Tom Barrow, and um, we always worried about him because he's such a jerk, but ends up that he was just trying to cover up the fact that he, sorry people if you haven't seen the show, uh, that he's gay, and we a little we worry about him because he's being led into this whole, um, he got kind of, it looked like he was getting set up and then taken to uh, this bar where it was kind of like a underneath, bar where it was like a, a gay bar and then it got busted up by police and the guy that he was supposed to meet and I was like oh he set him up or something he bails him out and he's gay and what he was trying to teach him was you you have got to be more careful that whole thing I mean you got to be more careful you know um basically saying I'm gay and this, I have stayed in my position and everything. Um, and within this royal, this royal position and you've got to be more careful. And, you know, they're walking and they say, I wonder if it's always going to be like this, which is kind of, I, I really like that. So it all ends up, uh, the part that made me sad was that, <sighs> Maggie Smith's character, I'm going to, I can do it, that Violet tells, I know, I'm taking too long. No, no. Tells Lady Mary, tells Lady Mary that, who is just gorgeous, anyway, that she is dying and that she doesn't have much longer and uh, that she is, I'm sorry, I won't make the next movie. No, I think she just wants to be done. And I think, you know, Maggie Smith's going to live forever. So shut your mouth about that. Um, and Michelle Dockery was gorgeous. Gorgeous in this movie. And she wore blue a lot. Very interesting. 
Lady E that is pregnant and that was great and they had that whole thing. Uh, that storyline, which I liked, but her sitting down with Mary and saying, you are the future. You are the future of Downton Abbey and of this of this place. And uh, because they were having, she's like, I'm tired. I'm tired of doing all of these events. I'm tired of making everything perfect and tired of dressing up. I'm tired of having the weight stuff. I'm tired. Of, I just want to go be normal. I just want to like just have a normal life. And this is, she has this right before Maggie talks to her. I mean, not Maggie, but whatever. Her grandmama talks to her and she says, you know, you're the future of this place and you are going to be the mean old lady. You're going to take my place and be the mean old grandmother. And she started laughing and um, she said something like, don't worry, you're going to be everywhere in this house. You're going to be in the paintings. Uh, your voice is going to be in the books. And <laughs> Maggie Smith says, I certainly hope not. That sounds really, it said something like, that sounds like a lot of work. I'd rather rest in peace. And they laugh and something, but I, yeah, that, I cried. So what, what was the point of the movie? It was just kind of like a, I think they are kind of showing where it's going in to the future, um, like what it's going to be like moving into the next phase of, uh, like, um, Tom Branson, who lost his beautiful wife so early on in the show, and he fell in love with the daughter of um, of the woman who of the cousin, and so. Honestly, if they get married, because she was going to leave all of it to her, well, her daughter, but at the time, everybody thought it was just her. Maid. Well, they're not called maids. Servant. I can't think what they're called. Handmaiden. No. Squire. No. I, I can't believe I can't think of what they're called, but it's like her, her person. Sorry, guys, I can't think of it right now. And they were like appalled, like, wow. You know, well, she, like Maggie was. Everybody else was like, okay, that's good. You know, because, um, yeah, because Robert Crowley does not want to make a big deal out of it. He's like, okay, you're going to leave it to her? Great, let's move on. Because he just wants to have nothing to do with it. He doesn't want fights. He just wants to move on. And, and then she says, she's my daughter. And they find out she's their daughter and da-da-da-da. So if they get married, then all the money is going to come back anyway. So they're going to get the money anyway because he is the father of the... He's the father of the children who are like Lady Mary's sister so you know what i'm saying lady mary would have gotten money they all are going to get the money because he's part of that house and they're all going to be in that house and um yeah so this whole huge thing that had been covering the entire show that they're never going to have this money they finally get the money they think so now we know that they're going to get the money now we know that he's finally going to love again 
Now we know that Edith, who had a child and had to give it away because she hid it, and da 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 da, now is going to have her own baby with her husband. Uh, and yeah, it's it was just it was lovely. It was it all wrapped up in a nice little cherry on top. I I just loved it, and but I did the grandmother stuff. Always makes me just miss my grandmother so much. I could just barely like get out of there. Was it something that needed to be made and released in the theater, or so they just have kept it on TV? You know, I thought it was so gorgeous that I felt like the theater was just fine. I mean, honestly, it was gorgeously. It was just the the sweeps, and it was so beautiful. And it, it's kind of funny because in when you're watching it on TV, yeah, it's fun. But when you're in the theater, you realize how grand it is, how big those rooms are, how big that how uh, that castle is, how big Downton Abbey is. Like it's almost like a nice thing at the end because you are in it. Now you're in this huge room with these people. Um, and the, uh, the costuming was gorgeous. Everything was perfect. I just... And I really, I like, I was really worried about the script being kind of, but man, it was tight, fast, quick-witted. I laughed. I cried. Go see it. If? No, I'm, I honestly, I guess yes. If, I was trying to think if you could see it without seeing, like, sounds like you're going to miss a lot of the backstory and the stuff that's relevant to a little bit but they kind of say it you're going to see you're you're going to miss the backstory of the fact of how these people have been and that you know um how their characters have grown as people and what they were in the beginning and how they have grown so much and why it's wonderful that edith is pregnant you know what I mean? Uh, with again, and well, I, I mean, I look at it, it and like I have no invested interest in in the series, but I look at it the same way as I look at how with the Deadwood movie. Like I wouldn't tell somebody to watch just the Deadwood movie because I think what it does is it sews up all the little tiny little loose ends and puts resolutions on things that you've been invested years or seasons into. One thing I like that I don't it, think you'd get the same enjoyment out of. If you just walked into the theater to watch it. Sure. I did appreciate the fact that they were loyal to their fans. They didn't dumb it down so that if you hadn't seen it, like they mentioned little things, but you know, honestly, there were questions that would have been asked by by a stranger and needed to be. Um, so there wasn't like um, sex in the city the first movie, the only good one, um, because the second one shouldn't have been made. I, they did this thing at the beginning where they kind of caught you up and you didn't really need to see Sex and the City to have gone to see the movie. But it was done in a cute way. You can't do that without Nambi. You just, I, w- I really appreciate it. I was really worried that that's what they were going to do. And I really appreciated that that they just jumped right in and kept going. 
Okay, I'm done with that. Sorry. And as I mentioned, Downton Abbey won the weekend box office wise, thirty one million over um, Ad Astra with nineteen and Rambo with nineteen. So that was well, a, I mean Ad Astra it's kind did of a week week. Uh, no, I mean I week, think week week weekend at the box office compared to the last two. I guess so. But Downton Abbey was huge, and Ad Astra looked beautiful and looked so cool. And Jason was kind of like, "You're, you're gonna go tonight?" Because he couldn't go. I would not suggest watching the movie late at night. <laughs> okay. It's, well, I was thinking um, about taking Jason, making sure that Jason go, go, could go. Because yeah. like, he likes uh, space movies. You got to see it in IMAX? I if would. He's, yeah. I would if you could. I don't know how long it'll be there. It's there tonight. Well, we don't have a sitter tonight. Oh. I thought that's what we were just saying. You were going to take him. Never oh, mind. I'm sorry. No, I meant maybe next weekend. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what would be the next movie that would shove that out. Possibly Joker. I don't think oh, there's anything in between. Joker might. But that's like two weeks, so. Oh, yeah. October 4th. We, that's okay. We don't have to see it in 2D together. No. He'll want to see Joker, too. So, at Astra. Um, yes, Brad I'm Pitt's very excited about hearing movie. this. Um, my, my review is going to be much shorter than... I'm sorry, Downton's. I got very emotionally involved in that. Um, I was not very emotionally involved with Ed Astra. <laughs> okay. Um, so a little bit about Ed Astra. Um, you know, you're familiar with it. It's got Brad Pitt. It's got Tommy Lee Jones, Ruth Nega. Uh, I, I love the inclusion of Ruth in this. I've been watching her on Preacher on AMC, and she, I think she's a fantastic actress. Uh, so to see her in something. Uh, a small... Cameo by Donald Sutherland, and then a whole bunch of just a small can a small cameo. I'd oh, say, I'd say maybe he has like five minutes total screen okay, time. So he's, he's not the dad either. Hmm. No, Tommy Lee Jones is the I father. Know. Um, and so a lot of this movie is. It starts off with Brad Pitt. Um, he had a big summer. Basically, uh, I just threw myself off. I threw you off, probably. Um, going through a psych evaluation and talking about his, his readiness for, um, the, the mission. And he talks about how he doesn't have to rely on anybody else and he has to be isolated. And he's just a very bland, semi kind of depressing character. Um, at the start you see glimpses of, of Liv Tyler's character in his life like in the background you see her come in and come out and she really never <laughs> says a word I think until a, a video that he's listening to um, so they really didn't do much with her but the film is directed by James Gray and it's beautifully shot by Hoyt Van I'm going to screw up his name Hoyt Van Hoyt Van Hoytma who has Hoyt Van Hoytma, who has been Christopher Nolan's um, cinematographer for Dunkirk and for Interstellar. So he's got, you know, he's, that's why one of the things is it's an IMAX right now is because yeah, he shoots he in that 70 he can, mil. He can do that. Um, I may have to leave Jason behind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was kicking myself in the butt because I didn't, 
I didn't look at who was doing the cinematography before and realized that, oh, I should have gone and seen this in IMAX because of the space scenes. I could have sworn that that's what you probably did. but No, I just, it was more of I had the time last night to go see it and that was my only chance. And so I went with what was closer. Um, So we get in, in learning that Tommy Lee Jones, who's his father, was basically the space explorer frontier who was pushing all the way out past Jupiter and into Neptune on a space exploration. And all of a sudden um, earth is getting these disruptions and things are being taken out electronically, the electrical discharges. And they determine that it's coming from his ship that has antimatter on it is actually being is beaming pulses back through the galaxy and it's hitting the earth. And so they send, Brad um, to Mars. On purpose? What? They sent his son or his son was like... They they send his son to Mars to send a message to try to contact his father because they think his father is still alive and that he's doing something with the ship that is causing these disturbances. And Did he want to be an astronaut when he was little? Or did they train him to do this? That we already start out as the, he's full grown, okay. like he's full grown astronaut, All right? And he took it up after his father, and you go through that okay. little piece of information that he reveals when he goes to Mars. He sends a message to his father, and he breaks down, and basically his psychological makeup changes, um, and he breaks down and talks about, and the, the whole film kind of feels like his diary to himself as it keeps going through these little little points and then it gets to the point in Mars where he delivers this message to his father and he totally goes off script and just basically tells his father what it meant to him, why he's doing the thing that he's doing in hopes that he'd get a response from his father. And they basically, he gets nothing and then all of his privileges are taken away. And then he sneaks on board the shuttle that's headed out towards him. And he has an encounter with his father eventually on the ship. Am I going to cry on this? Possibly. This sounds. I like mean, it's it's a, it's definitely a father son story. It's it's. I can. You have this son. this revelation of a father that and Tommy Lee Jones just basically comes out and tells him. And he said, "I didn't care about you. I didn't care about your mother. All I cared about was doing my work and my job and moving forward and doing this." And Brad just says, "I know, but I still love you." And it was. It was interesting because you go through before that that time period between it took him to get from Mars to Neptune. I think they said it was like 79 days uh-huh. of travel for, for Brad's character. And he just kind of, his psychological is already broken there. And so you deal with this whole like going in and out of psychosis a little bit. How long did it take him to get to Mars? I forgot. Sorry, not not an important detail to me. Okay, for got it. The purposes of this story, just and then uh, so he has that encounter with his father, and then you have a resolution at the end of you know the 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 problem is taken care of. The father is gone. Brad psychologically psychologically is completely changed to, and it ends on like this brighter note of 
like him not wanting to be his father and him putting his life focused in a way that it's not going to be following that same path because everything up to that point, he felt like I was following in my father's footsteps, doing everything he was doing. And then he realized what kind of person his father truly was. And he said, I don't want to be that person. And there's a, a line at the end about his father talking, uh, Tommy Lee Jones talking about how they need to keep going out and keep going further. And he wants his son who should have been his true partner so that they could keep going and explore. Cause they were, their whole purpose was to find, uh, interstellar, uh, extraterrestrial life, intelligent life uh-huh. out there. And up to that point, they hadn't found it. And he said, I, I don't want my life to be a failure. He's like, you didn't fail. You just showed us that all we have to rely on are ourselves. And that was the breaking point for Tommy Lee Jones realizing I let everybody in my life down and Brad realizing I want to get back to earth and fix his problems with live and and he doesn't want to miss a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, but give me a break. I don't want to miss the Aerosmith could sing this song again. No, it I don't want to miss a thing. It wouldn't fit. It would be stupid, but kind of the same concept. No. And I don't want to miss a thing that he could come back. And I was just laughing cause I was just thinking that's funny cause he's come back to live and, say okay I want to change everything and I don't want to miss anything anymore and I want to be with you no no that's not what he wants to do that's what he wants to do but not in the way of that other movie oh I'm no I'm just saying I'm using I'm using lyrics and not the other movie so sorry it's gorgeously shot (laughs) um I'm kind of not too high on the whole storyline. I I get where they were going with it. It just makes for a very slow movie with not a lot of action. So you're just stuck with long space sequences that seem very slow, which that's the purpose of it. I mean, that's why it's directed that way. But the movie was, God, two hours and 30 minutes. That's how Goldfinch is too sorry. There's just a lot. There's just a lot. I'm sure in IMAX it looks great. To me, it was just a very slow movie, but I get why it was slow. I don't mind slow movies. Yeah, I, I get I get it. I get that it was that. But I, for me, for a space movie, I'd rather watch Interstellar. Sure. There was more movement and more reason behind everything. This was like, okay. You just traveled from Earth to Neptune to find out your dad's a complete douchebag and yeah. But at the same time, he discovered who he was himself. So, I mean, you get that win and then he's back on Earth and story's over. All right. So, yeah, if you have a chance to see an IMAX, I'd say go see an IMAX, even though I didn't because um, I know Hoyt's work is phenomenal in IMAX. So it's got to look If I mentioned any music... Um, somebody I wasn't familiar with, Max, Max Stringer, Max Richer. It wasn't anything that stuck out to me. Okay. Normally space movies have some good, good music because. Yeah. Hans into the music. Okay. 
was just wondering. No, it, it, nothing in it stuck out to me. When so. you watched, I don't know, okay, how my brain's jumping. But when you watched that Blake Lively, did you watch that trailer or not? Uh, it was the tra- first trailer playing when I came in. Did you so, know some music? It sounded like Inception's music, but I wasn't sure. Is that, I mean, but it, it was like a ripoff of it because it wasn't. It sound, I think um, they're bringing back an old, um, old song, but I, I think it's going to be a good. For, I don't know. It made me think. Oh, that was going to be a good soundtrack. Anyway. Oh. Was that the one that had um, Where Have All the Heroes Gone? But really, really, really slow? I don't know. Holding Out for a Hero? No. Really? Because there was one that had Holding Out for a Hero, but done really, really slow. I don't know if it is or not. All right. Well, let's move on. We can talk about that later. (laughs) Get moving through the rest of the show here. All right, so let's reach into our grab bag. What's new? So new in theaters this past weekend, we just talked about two of them, Downton Abbey and Ad Astra. Uh, Rambo also came out, didn't get really good reviews. <laughs> However, I still want to see it, probably wait until it comes out on uh, whatnot. Uh, previous week, um, we all we had Goldfinch, which she talked about, and Hustlers, um, which... People are already buzzing about for Jennifer Lopez for a Best Actress nomination, which is interesting to me. Um, so I don't know about that one. Really? Yes. Yep. And uh, coming up this weekend, we have Judy, which is Renee Zellweger portraying. I, I don't know how I feel. Isn't that the reaction of anybody when it, it's – a biography on somebody you like? No. I don't. I No. That's not the reaction, actually. No? Nope. Because I just, Renee doing this part, just, I just, maybe she'll blow it I out. bet I could go back in to when we first talked about Queen and Bohemian Rhapsody, and I told you about R- Rami Malek. Remy, Remy, portraying him. I just didn't I know. I think him. you said, "Oh no, nah, he doesn't look like him. Uh, this ain't gonna work." No, I'm, I'm gonna go back into the archives and find that. I hope to God I didn't say that. And if I did, I think that's it was awful. Something close to that. Well, that's I, I think awful. we just have we have strong reactions if it's something that we like. I just don't think she. I just don't. I mean. I don't have those reactions because I feel like there are some people that just, I mean, I, I like to be able to kind of see the person and, and when they turn around or like even when they're walking or when, you know what I mean? Like you can actually feel like, Oh, that's them. You know what I mean? Um, for instance, uh, well, I need to bring it, I need to bring it in closer. I'm like, uh, well, I like I, I, I there's meant, an impersonation and then there's playing a character. No, I, I know that, but you want to become that person. It's not an impersonation. I feel like I, I, I like the idea of them like 
if they turn or they walk a certain way, I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. You know, I, I think that's amazing. Like, okay, um, well, we talked about this before, but I, I really thought that Joaquin did a great job with Johnny Cash. And I really thought that Ben Kingsley did a great job with Gandhi. And I think that uh, we're going clear back there. You know, Joan Crawford did a good job. Um, and I just, not Joan Crawford. That's Rebecca who played Joan Crawford. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Um, Reese? No, 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 no. Joan Crawford. The woman who played Joan Crawford in Mommy Dearest. Oh. Okay. Um, And I felt like... um, Sorry, I thought you said June. Oh, okay. With Joaquin. (sighs) Joaquin? Joaquin. Joaquin. Um, And then I, I feel... Like, you know, there were scenes in some movies about JFK where, you know, they kind of had the same type of, um, when they turned their heads, it looked, wow, that looks just like them. Or, I know, that sounds strange. I think it's a fine line, though. I think, I mean, yeah, you can nail the impersonation, but can you get the character? Can you get who that person was? And that's, I, I don't think that's something we can make a decision to like see it. There like, does she embody who she is as a person? Is, can she draw on that character and actually put it into it? Even though she might not have some of, or all of the mannerisms or look like the person. I can, I forget that, you know, I, I forgot that Meryl Streep, you know, that it was Meryl Streep. Um, I forgot the only time I forgot Tom Cruise was Tom Cruise was when he was in the Boogie. Samurai movie. What about Boogie Nights? The last, I don't, I didn't, uh-uh, that's not my type of movie. Uh-huh. I just, I started watching, I was like, mm, nope. Uh, and then, you know, I forgot it was Sissy Spacek when she's in The Coal Miner's Daughter. I, I don't, I just don't even think about it anymore. I mean, there are lots of people that do, but when I see Renee, it's almost terrifying. She, she doesn't look, I know, we'll see how it goes. Because honestly, I'm going to piss off a ton of people here. But I, did I really fall for the whole Marilyn Monroe with Michelle Williams. Not sure. Did I really fall for Natalie Portman being Jackie Kennedy? I'm not sure. I just, I remember thinking, uh-huh. that could piss a lot of people off, but whatever. Anyway, we'll see how she does. Yeah, I'm just and saying. I hope she does well. I do. I wish her well. Uh, for the kids, uh, abominable. 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 <laughs> I hate that word. That, there's a lot of words I can't say. Um, so that's out if you've got kids and you're looking for something to do. Uh, next week, we got Joker, as I mentioned, is coming out. Looking forward to that one. Um, Dolomite is my name. That's uh, Eddie Murphy's next movie. And Lucy in the Sky, the one with uh, Portman. But she's not going to be. Wearing a diaper in the movie. Oh, good. They, they came out and clarified that. 
Did they really? Yeah, they did. Like, no, she will not be having that scene. I'm like, really? <laughs> that's, that's what I remember about the whole thing is that. And maybe that's why they're not going to do that is because they don't want it to distract from what the what they want to do with the movie. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? New and originals in streaming. Um, I think I might have mentioned this in the last one, but I don't think I did looking back at our notes. Uh, Titan season two has started up. Um, so we're about three episodes into that now. And we got another one that came out on Netflix. Unbelievable came out um, on Netflix. And it's based on a Pulitzer, Pulitzer, however you want to say it. Prize uh, winning article about a girl who says she was raped and she is they is not is not believed, and then um, yeah, then uh, cases start popping up that are very similar, and they start looking back at her. I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna watch it. It just it already pisses me off. So, uh, Tony Collette in it. Yeah. She's fantastic. She's a great actress. Um, and then I saw some stuff that was new streaming, I felt, like on Amazon. Um, and yet it does not come, it's not coming to my mind right now because I didn't. There'll be a new Jack Ryan in a couple weeks, but. Maybe I don't remember anything else that came on recently. Not, maybe I think I just looked and said, oh, I think that's new. Oh, no, Valerie, you just haven't been on TV for a long time. I still but, have a bunch of things on Amazon to wrap up. I did wrap some stuff up if you want to go there. If you want to, if I, I don't have, um, I don't have any books because I gave those all away, basically, um, on the last one. Um, and then, um, well, new on the TV stuff, a lot of the new network shows are coming back on for this this season. Yeah. They just started kicking on this week. This Is Us doesn't come back until tomorrow night. Yeah. So now that the Emmys are, are Which, over. I'm sorry. Will be t- is Tuesday. Will be have to maybe has Yeah. Been. So by the time you listen to it, it's already playing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the Emmys are over new, the big network shows and stuff have started for the season or are going to start very soon. Uh, the CW shows, which, um, mainly are the, the superhero TV shows are back in the first week of October. Um, so a music that came out, uh, right after, right on the day that we recorded, um, that I didn't catch, uh, the Broadway musical Moulin Rouge music came out um, and I have to say it's pretty good I like it good I'm glad you're looking at me sideways no we listen <laughs> we listened to it and we enjoyed it um, there's some new ones in there a lot of new ones and a lot of changes to some of the old ones music wise put yeah. some more modern music and got rid of some of the older originals that kind of sounded a little bit dated Right. Like Nicole Kidman's solo. I love that. Was gone, but that was replaced by Firework, which mm. I, I hope it goes. Uh, yeah. I think it sounds good with Olivia, Olivio. Okay. Singing it. And then my audio uh, audible listen 
I listened to Summit Lake by Charlie Dunley, and I loved it. I just wasn't thinking. I was. This is so ridiculous. I actually bought this book by mistake. I bought it because I was thinking Top of the Lake. I was like, oh, that was really good, that first season. Maybe the book will be great. But no, it's Summit Lake. So I bought it by accident. But then I started listening to it and thinking, this is really good. And um, it is it is a mystery about a, um, it's a law student who is killed. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say killed. And it has the woman who was, um, I hate this word, I'm sorry, but so there was a woman, uh, she's a detective and she was raped three weeks prior. She's just getting back to work. She decides she's going to take on this case. Well, this girl was raped and killed and she goes into, um, Summit Lake, which is this area where, uh, where it happened and it's, it goes back and forth. It has dates of, um, the, of Becca, sorry, Becca Eckersley, Eckersley, silly, sorry, I could never say that. Um, who was the girl that got killed? It has what she did. You know, this is like a year prior, you know, or 18 months prior or whatever. And then we have Kelsey Castle and she is this famous, uh, she wrote some books and people all know who she is, but she comes in as a reporter and decides that she's going to figure out who actually did it because they closed the case. And it just moves along really well. The character development is really good. And I was surprised. And I mean, I thought it, if you're an audible listener, if you like mysteries, um, it's, it's a, it's a great listen. So Summit Lake by Charlie Dunley. All right. And finishing up, what's on our radar and what's on our queue? Wow, we did a good job on this one. Yeah, it was. it's kind of empty. So what? Well, it doesn't have to be. Joker Joker is definitely on my radar. Me too. And uh, we can do it together. Oh, we'll see it before the next show or not. Uh, we were going to discuss, actually, we were going to discuss... Um, oh, Mindhunter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to have to push that off to the next show. Okay, then. Just don't have enough time. That's fine. I want to watch... I want to see The Joker. That's coming out this weekend? No. no. Next weekend. Next weekend. Yeah. And I'm going to miss opening weekend on that because I'll be gone for oh. Thursday through Sunday. Yuck. Me. I'll be okay. I am looking forward to seeing some of the stuff that just came out on Netflix. I, I am really, I am interested in, um, unbelievable. Yes. I am interested in that. I put a whole, I put some stuff on my watch list and I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> and I, I just don't, and I probably will watch this is us. I'm going to, I'll be starting that. So it's not like mm-hmm. I could finish it. But other than that, let me think here. Um, I'll probably see Ed Astra. And I don't know what else I'm going to do. You want to go see, go see Hustlers. 
I just, you know what it is? I just don't yeah, there's want not, to. nothing appealing about that. I just me, don't want but. to. I don't know. I should probably go see it as a movie reviewer. A social experiment. <laughs> but I don't want to. So is that bad movie reviewing? No. That we are so, we're just going to go see what we want to see, people? We see a lot of shit. We can't see all of the shit. I feel like we don't see enough shit is my problem lately. I feel like I'm not seeing enough stuff. I haven't I watched The Dark Crystal yet. I haven't watched Otherhood, although the I... Problem, the problem with the streaming ones is you've got to have the, the block of time to, to set out. And I don't right now. So now that like school's kind of gotten back in session, I'm kind of more on a rhythm of being able to go out and watch things on a more regular pattern, um, especially now that... Ooh, my hand's breaking out with something interesting. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not going to look at you right now, but I'm sorry about that. Interesting. There's um, there's a lot of stuff that came out that's new that I'm not interested in. I I'm going to say that I have heard recommendations about Queer Eye on Netflix streaming, if you want, that everybody loves it and it makes you happy and it's fun. So check out Queer Eye. Yeah, I'm, I'm not huge on reality shows me neither but no matter what level of reality show they are i understand but a lot of people are digging that show and i haven't seen i mean there's a lot of things i haven't seen that um another life i'm not sure about it's on netflix as well um and it may i don't know when another life came out but it's another one of those um, space movies, and that dark show. is one that I've been wanting to uh, to catch. But I think another life is also another one that has been sitting in my queue for a while now. And that one show that you were it's, said you were going life to watch, Kay Sackhoff in it, that has that's, that has um, fairies in it. Yeah, Carnival Row. Did you start it? I I watched the first episode. Oddly, I just nope. I'll go back and finish watching it. It just wasn't one of those ones where I like was anticipating the next episode level of like, oh, I got to watch the next episode. It was more of like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'll go back. You know, that's kind of where I am with like Hannah and I, Good Omens. Good Omens, I only got like one episode left of Good Omens. Like the Amazon stuff with the exception of a couple things have not been like grippy to me I haven't made me want to sit down and just watch the whole thing in, in one block but also some of them have been victim of circumstance where things have come up and have broken my like oh, I'm watching it watching it watching it watching it boom then I all of a sudden I haven't watched it in three weeks and realize oh I have like two episodes to go finish <laughs> so I'm a little interested in tall girl which is on Netflix I'm a little interested in that well that's gonna get confusing tall girl and tall grass no, it's not going to get confusing. They're totally different words. Tall girl. The tall girl and the tall grass. No, they're, tall grass is coming. No. Tall girl. And October 4th when tall grass starts invading <laughs> your feet. <laughs> you go to click on tall girl and tall grass starts playing. It's not going to happen. Gosh, you're so goofy. And I, I am interested in that. And then if I want a good laugh, I just put it on... Do you have those shows that you just put on if you want a good laugh? 
Like I, I actually just got turned on to I'm sorry. And I talked about I'm sorry before, but it just makes me laugh. Impractical Jokers is that show for me. They're like 20 minute episodes of people, just guys playing pranks on each other, but they have some of the most funny interactions with each other. There's a movie on Netflix. I believe it's a movie. It's, or it's a show. We have always lived in the castle. It's a movie. And it looks so Kendra to me. We have always lived in the castle. Yeah. It's very, it's, uh, yeah, uh, an hour and 35 minutes. It looks like it was new and Watch It Be had been there forever. So there's some that you can just check out if you want to. And then if you have some that you think that we should be watching, which... So you, you, you've kind of by now, if you've been listening for a while, you kind of know our tastes. You can kind of throw something at us that you think might be in our wheelhouse or just slightly out of our wheelhouse. Let us know. You can comment when we send out the show. Yeah. You can comment or just write something on our page or individual pages or message like, us or whatever. For example, I'm definitely never ever going to go see Downton Abbey. <laughs> so that's why Valerie's here because... It's right up her wheelhouse. Yeah, and, they, and I had someone that was like, I hope that you cover Downton Abbey, and I did. Yeah, my, my wife's been talking about it for weeks, about going out and seeing it. and so know, like, I've been asked several times, are you going to go see it with your wife? Are you going to go review it? I'm like, nope. <laughs> I honestly don't think that you would hate it. I, I just, I... I put it in the same box as Pride and Prejudice and no, Sense and Sensibility. No, totally not. It's totally not. It's, I know, I've, it's really not. Okay. Have you seen an I, This is the box I'm putting them in. Fine. They are old English soap operas that I have oh, no God. interest in seeing. It's totally not like, have you seen an episode? I've, when she's been watching it, yeah, and I just I haven't liked it at all. Okay. Well, if you've seen an episode so. and you didn't like it, then definitely wouldn't try it. I guess. Yeah. I just I just don't think that the story is, is not interesting to me. It's it doesn't draw me in. It's there's nothing about it. It's very soap opera-ish and I, I just don't have interest. I can't blame you. I can't get into that wrestling show you love. Yeah. I can't do it. So, that's why there's two like totally two different tastes here. Okay. On that bombshell. Adios. Amigos. <laughs> Because please see our show notes for details on what the outgoing song is and who it is by, and also. As always, if you have a piece of music that you'd like us to play or consider playing, please contact us today.
Like what you've heard? Want to continue to hear more? Please consider Patreon. What is Patreon, you ask? Patreon is a content creator support site. A way for people to support the things they love and allow creators to continue creating the content that they love. Please consider heading over to patreon.com slash gfmedia and becoming a Patreon supporter today.